0: You know it's it's always kind of scary when you you don't know what's on the other side eh? you you feel like um, your yeah, things might be going really well but you know that you're just unsure you know uh, who am I becoming um, what will happen as my new self is revealed will I be rejected will I be hurt like uh, the last time I stepped out hi it's Barry here from Turning the Page and today's topic is about uh, are you afraid of who you're becoming and for my friend John what he was going through this was new ground he was walking on and he, he felt a very fragile he had never been there before you know he'd been walking talking and praying with me for a few months now and he was beginning to see something really quite amazing change in him and it wasn't forced or fake it was in his words quite natural like it was something that was there all along but now seemed to be making an appearance and revealing itself like, it was like a, a spring of water starting to bubble up uh, seemingly from nowhere <laughs> and he was kind of scared about who he was becoming it was good but there was like a bit of a fear of what's going to happen. Um, and he knew he couldn't stop this in, et- internal growth. And it was good, but and he didn't want it to stop. But what about how others would react to the new man, the new John, the new person he was becoming? Uh, all the scenarios played out before him. Um, and it was like he was on a, on a train as a passenger, and he wasn't sure where the train was taking him look when you've learned some new things about yourself processed some pain asked some hard questions worked out some shaky solutions then there's always an invite it's an invitation to move forward look you can no longer stay where you are or even retreat back you, you feel like you're on this train and it has already left the station off yesterday it's uh chugging along and you're wondering what's coming next <laughs> yeah there may be um quiet and anticipated um, excitement, uh, but more so there may be a fear of here we go again. You know, in the past you put yourself out there, showed your best creative self, but people, even your family and friends shot you down. Instead of cheering you on, uh, you got ambivalence and negativity, no one captured your vision. Look, I remember my first visit to the United States of America, and I was having breakfast in a Los Angeles hotel. And uh, I was reading an article in USA Today about prison inmates finishing their time in jail. And I was particularly shocked by the stories of those who had spent months to years in solitary confinement. And uh, when they were released back out into society, they didn't know how to cope. For some, they actually built their own prison cells within their homes and apartments just to feel some sort of normality. Um, their becoming was trapped. Imagine that. They needed to build something familiar, the same dimensions, just for a sense of normality. And sometimes you need a friend to enter the prison cell and help you down your feet out the door, don't you? To say it's okay. Are you scared of becoming? Perhaps uh, you're self-sabotaging the train you're on. (laughs) Stop, stop it, slow it down. Uh, You're not alone. Look, the the Bible is absolutely chock-a-block full of failures. There are no superheroes wearing bulletproof capes in the Bible. There's plenty of them wearing uh, capes that have been shot to pieces. they there are only humans living really human lives people like you on a journey of becoming you know and God invites them to leave the prison cells of their own making and move towards the Christ and it's always a progression of failures and faith building up and down always you know it's it is hard way to learn but for many of us we need many experiences of failure before we truly learn how to walk know it's interesting to watch the progression of how Peter one of Jesus closest followers left the prison cell of his own self confinement and we all have those places where we feel safe this is me I'm okay here leave me alone (laughs) but Jesus saw something different and he does with you too he sees something beyond the person we've made ourselves comfortable with Jesus is always saying come follow me and I'll make you into, for Peter was a fisherman of men, but it could be something different for you. What would he say to you? And I'll make you into what? <laughs> so, so Peter leaves his nets and follows a guru. What fun, excitement, adventure. Oh, wow, we're off on an adventure. <laughs> ah, early days, eh? Early day Christianity. Yeah, and then tests are thrown at him. Uh, questions arise, uh, mystery fogs his brain, and then an ultimate test. Jesus invites Peter to walk on water. <laughs> he fails. We would too, be honest. Um, Peter fails Jesus again and again. He falls asleep when Jesus needs a friend. We would too, be honest. He denies knowing him as a friend to save his own skin. And let's be honest, we probably would too you would think after all these failures he would give up I tried I failed I'm a failure so let's go back to what is safe let's go back to um, fishing (laughs) Uh, and instead though there's this quiet um, becoming love that has absolutely captured his life like he's known the Christ And he can't get it out of a system anymore (laughs) and he knows it's a train well he doesn't know it's a train because there's no trains in those days but it's like he's on a train and he can't get off and the next time we find the combination of Peter a boat some water and Jesus we see him leaving the boat again and here's the passage early in the morning Jesus stood on the shore but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus he called out to them friends haven't you any fish <laughs> no they answered he said throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some and when they did they were unable to haul the net on because of the large number of fish then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter so this is John saying to Peter It is the Lord and as soon as Simon Peter heard him say it is the Lord he wrapped his outer garment so he's probably just down to his um, underwear as such, um, for he had taken his outer garment off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards or ninety meters. Uh, When they landed they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. This time Peter didn't walk on the water, he jumped in the water, (laughs) and the Bible doesn't say he swam. We think, you know, we so often think, oh, yeah, Jesus, Peter swam to to Jesus. Well, Bible doesn't say that he. Peter, Peter may not have even known how to swim. But uh, I think he possibly could have walked on the seabed. a Bible does not say that, and the Bible doesn't say he swam. But who knows? All that we know is that he got to Jesus. Um, Peter could well have had the firmness of ground under him to aid his progress. But think about the, the, the water, uh, the fear of drowning, getting wet, thinking of what others would say. Wasn't None of that was going to stop him. This train journey had an invite and he wasn't going to miss. <laughs> there was something so good and inviting and passionate about the man he saw that he threw himself into the water regardless of anything that might happen. Uh, passionate people do stuff like that. They throw, throw everything out. And with each step on the seaboard or stroke of his hands into the water, he moved closer and closer. You know, look, I don't know whether you've ever walked through water, but it's hard work. That's what means hard work, but walking through water, all that resistance pushing back against you. Look, Peter was on a train and couldn't get off. <laughs> the next train of, next train station of Peter's was a conversation of warmth, love and reconciliation between himself and Jesus. One of the biggest questions I think we all have to face is one posed to us by Albert Einstein. He said that, I think the most important question facing humanity is this. Is the universe a friendly place? Think about that is the universe a friendly place this is the first and most basic question all people must answer for themselves so i'm going to ask you is your universe friendly if it's not friendly and if it's not open to your presence then why would you risk going into it knowing it exposing your heart to it um is your christ friendly is your understanding of what god is like To be one of love and welcome, like the invite to a meal by fire on a beach. Come and join me. Let's have some food. (laughs) You know, Peter wouldn't have jumped out of the boat to be with an ogre, a violent judge, a firm disciplinarian, or someone keeping their distance. He wouldn't have. None of us would. Here again we see God fully in man. Jesus, and it was so overwhelmingly enticing that you have to jump out of the boat and into the water. you just got to do it. (sighs) Look, when when you're stepping out of the boat, you will be scared. And when you don't know what's around the next corner, you might be apprehensive. And when you know that not everyone will get what you're on about, well, you might want to pull back. It's in these times that you need others around there that understand your shaky bones. <laughs> People who say to, you, say to you, I've been there, I know the fear. Your champions who will speak truth to your fears, you're going to be okay. Look, um, a vision keeper is not someone who hold, will hold you accountable, keep you on target, make sure you tick the boxes. More so, they are someone who will, when you fail, and you will, will help you to dust yourself off and learn from the experience. They're not someone who walks in front, shouting, keep up, or someone who'll keep poking you in the back with a longer stick for long stick, shouting, try harder. Instead, they are someone who'll walk alongside and be themselves and their becoming to you and your becoming. They are on a train of their own becoming and see you as a fellow passenger. Here's some quotes. Great one from Lord of the Rings. Gandalf, he says, I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure that I'm arranging, and it's very difficult to find anyone. Bilbo, I should think so. In these parts, we're plain quiet folk and have no use for adventures. Nasty, disturbing, uncomfortable things make you late for dinner. I can't think what anybody sees in them. Gandalf, you'll have a tale or two to tell when you come back. Bilbo. You can promise that I'll come back? Gandalf, no. And if you do, you will not be the same. Wonderful. <laughs> Tolkien. Ah, uh, C.S. Lewis, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything with your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make you sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken, it will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love it all is to be vulnerable. See you, Ah Unless a bishop, teacher, or minister has, on some level, walked through the suffering, failure, or humility. Or humiliation his or her words will tend to be fine but superficial okay but harmless heard by the ears but unable to touch the soul. Richard Rohr. When we fail we are merely joining the great parade of humanity that has walked ahead of us and will follow after us. Richard Rohr. vision for others both bridges the distance between two souls and triggers the release of the power within us. Larry Crabb A vision we give to others of who and what they could become has power when it echoes what the Spirit has already spoken into their souls. Larry Crabb God consistently chooses to accomplish divine purposes through the agency of human imperfection. Eugene Peterson The Bible makes it clear that every time that there is a story of faith it is a completely original. God's creative genius is endless He never, fatigued and unable to maintain the rigors of creativity, resorts to mass-producing copies. Each life is a fresh canvas on which he uses lines and colors, shades and lights, textures and proportions that he has never used before. He's talking about you, (laughs) Eugene Peterson. Some questions. Have you ever experienced that fear of who you're becoming? Number two, what is it like to be on a train that you can't get off and you don't know what's coming next? What would help in that situation? Number three, what is the passionate love of being with Christ causing you to become? Hey, thanks for watching or listening and just um, love to hear from you. Email me, please. Please, 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 please email me, barry at turningthepage.co.nz. And just again, a big thank you to those people who. Uh, support me on a regular basis Um, it's like a dollar a month it's so so little but it goes so far so um, thank you and we'll see you again next week and this week think about who you're becoming